don't ever stay stuck. Just keep going. No matter, no matter how much you're crying, no matter how much you gives you anxiety, no matter like any of those things, because I have literally had, I feel like the whole shebang thrown on me and you just got to keep going. Cause it's just going to make you a better person. Welcome to power up your performance where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. I am your hostess, Kim Peek. I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. Before I started recording today, I ran across a meme attributed to an artist who goes by the name of Positively Present on Instagram. You should go check out her account. It is full of positivity and beautiful, colorful artwork. But there was a post that caught my eye that said, don't let the internet crush your optimism, define your worth, stifle your magic, wreck your wild, or dull your self-love. And I love it. I think it's beautiful, but it really hit home for me today because so much of the content that I put out into the world reflects what I feel like my daughters need to hear on a certain week, or maybe it reflects what I need to tell myself in a particular moment. Or maybe it's a message for a friend who I know is hurting. And I try to put out uplifting and empowering content that will help people take the action necessary to follow their dreams. And there are so many negative messages and too many people who are waiting, waiting to watch you fail. The world can be an ugly and scary place if you get bogged down in all the negativity. I believe it's really important to help women see their worth and give them the tools that they need to build their self-confidence so that when it feels like everything in the world is conspiring against you, you have the strength to get back up and keep trying over and over and over again until you get what you want because you deserve to have everything in the world that your heart desires. And I know you, you are going to do work to make sure that you get there. But I think the reason that this meme hit me so hard today is because earlier in the day, I read several negative articles about Rachel Hollis and her new book, Girl Stop Apologizing. She also released another book late last year or maybe around the summer, which was called Girl Wash Your Face. And so her new book came out just last week, and I have read just so much criticism that I think is really unfair. So when I look at Rachel Hollis, I see a woman who has worked hard for the last 10 years running her own business and working her tail off to build it up. She did an interview that I listened to with somebody last week also where she just talked about how she invested so much time and energy into really getting to know the people who followed her on social media. So when it came time to write that book, she felt like she was speaking directly to the people that follow her on social media. And in fact, she was answering questions, the most frequently asked questions that she received from the people who were her followers, are her followers on social media. So she's done and invested an incredible amount of time just in getting to know the people, building relationships, and making sure that the content that she puts out is speaking to the people who are showing up on her social media properties. And so I really, really think that the criticism is unfair because like I said, I see a woman who worked hard for 10 years running her own business and then whose popularity really took off over the past two years. And now people want to go back and pick apart everything she's ever posted on social media, everything she's ever said, and twist it. And it just makes me angry. You do not need to like her. You don't need to like me. You don't like, you don't need to like what I'm teaching or what somebody like Rachel Hollis is teaching. But please don't go bashing her like a jealous high school girl. You could simply say, her message doesn't resonate with me. Because if it doesn't resonate with you, you're not following her on social media anyway. And it's not in your face all the time. And if you happen to be that person that other people are trash talking, please, please remember that you have value. Your opinions have value. You are unique 
and needed in this world. That is my rant for the day. Now let's get on with my interview. This week I interviewed Ashley DeLuca. Ashley is a digital marketing consultant who helps creative female entrepreneurs up-level their web presence, establish authority, and develop their own spot on the internet to call their own. And she provides step-by-step solutions to help them get there. You can find Ashley online at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, the letter K, DeLuca, D-E-L-U-C-A dot com, AshleyKDeLuca.com. In our interview, we talk about success, taking time to connect with friends and loved ones, the traits that Ashley believes all champions possess, and how she got started in her business. And because I know that there's a number of you out there who have side hustles or small businesses or even big businesses, I also asked Ashley to share some email marketing tips for women who want to get better at reaching people outside of an environment that's owned by Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Also last week, you know that Instagram and Facebook went down for almost all day. And a lot of small business owners who rely only on that for how they reach their customers, they were in a tizzy. They were scrambling. So I asked her to give us some tips on how you can market without having rely having to rely on things that are not owned by you. So listen in as I talk to Ashley. Welcome to the show, Ashley. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So tell us, let's just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, definitely. So basically in a nutshell, um, I am a 23-year-old millennial entrepreneur. I am a, basically I feel like I wear all the hats. I have my dog mom hat. I have a basset hound and a basset beagle mix. Um, I have a six-month-old and then I'm also a wife. So and on top of that, a business owner. So I feel like I definitely wear like all the hats in life. <laughs> Very um, fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot to juggle, but it's so fulfilling um, because my business has really given me the freedom to be able to stay at home and to like wear all those hats and like do all the juggling and all that good stuff. Um, but within my business, I really focus on empowering creative uh, female entrepreneurs So I really focus on being able to help them with email marketing and doing their funnels to be able to really take a, their ideal client and turn them into paying clients. And then I also do websites as well. I actually learned websites from library books. So I have been, um, building websites ever since I was in junior high. And that's what originally launched my business about three years ago as I started doing websites for other people. So I do lots of really fun things. My journey has been so fun and I'm just really passionate about um, serving and really just focusing on like sharing the joy. So you are very young for a, an entrepreneur, for a business owner. How did you, what do you think made you get started on that path at such a young age? So I, so to back up a little bit, I actually have always been a very high achiever in life. Um, I am a type three and, um, from the Enneagram. Uh-huh. So I am definitely an overachiever, always pushing myself. Like when I was in college, um, I went to community school. Um, and basically within that, like I was working two jobs. I was working as an assistant manager at a retail shop. I was working um, like shadowing in a office at school. And then I was also going to school full time, trying to manage a social life like any other college student. Um, and so like even just like in my first like baby moments of my life, I guess you could say, as I was like, uh, like adulting, essentially, um, I was always really focused on like being the best that I possibly could and doing all the things. So what ended up happening is I was always taking that amount of energy to my work. So I ended up getting, um, you know, I was easily employable because like of my energy and my passion. And I was like, I will learn anything you want me to do. Like I can do it kind of thing. Definitely go get her. And so what ended up happening is I was bringing all this energy into like a corporate environment where they were like, no, like you need to stay within this box, like (laughs) right here, like you're out here, Ashley, like we need you to be in this box. And I'm like, okay, well, like 
I want to passionately serve. Like I want to be able to give like the best experience possible. And they're like, nope, back in the box. And so for me, it was a lot about really being able to have that freedom, but also to be able to really branch out as well. Um, and to really actually feel fulfilled within my life because I was definitely not fulfilled. And that's really like what started like the wheels turning. I was like, okay, so how can I actually create a life where I can be fulfilled in what I really want to do? So have you always, you seem like you're very outgoing. Have you always been this outgoing and this well-spoken or did you have to learn how to be such a good speaker? So it actually, when I was in junior high, I guess you could say, I was definitely more quiet. Like I've always been like the louder one in my family, I think possibly. I I grew up with six kids as the oldest Um, and two of my brothers also have special needs. So as like the eldest, I feel like a lot of times we're definitely like outspoken and we're like, here we go. So I was always kind of like helping my mom, trying to do the things. And like, I was also homeschooled as well. So like when I reached college, people were like, I'm sorry, what? You're homeschooled? Like that's odd, you know, because usually like they're like, oh no, like homeschoolers are introverted. And I was like, nope, definitely not me. Uh (laughs) Um, I did have opportunities to learn how to speak in college. Um, I did do two presentations while I was in college um, to like different various audiences for the alumni to like help uh, raise scholarship fundraisers, which was like Mm -hmm. an amazing opportunity. But realistically speaking, like in terms of like with who I am, like I've always been this person. I've just evolved slowly into her. So you got started on this path to being a business owner. And what are some of the things that you've learned about yourself as you've started this journey, as you've been along this path? So I've definitely learned that I love business like in general like I have a degree in business administration and I love business but I also am just absolutely in love with the connection and creative process so when I was in college I always thought well you know like in business like you have to be very professional like like I had a very like idea of like what I would be as like a businesswoman in terms of like all the way down to like this is what I'm gonna wear every day this is what my office is gonna look like this is how things are gonna go But realistically speaking, like when I like actually fully circled back around, I was like, oh wait, like I'm definitely not, like I'm not any of those things. Like most of the time I'm wearing t-shirts and leggings and I got a baby and I got like all these other things that are going on. And it's just one of those things that, um, at the end of the day, like it just kind of, I mean, it just really evolved again. (laughs) Okay. I have to back up to something that you said at the very beginning of the podcast, Tell me again what kind of dogs you have. Yeah, so I have a um, Basset Hound. His name is Baxter. Um, he is three. And then I have a Basset Beagle mix. Her name is Regan. She is a rescue from Mississippi. So, um, yeah, she's like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I have a Beagle, which is why I wanted to ask about that. I think Beagles are the sweetest babies. Oh, my gosh. So, funny story. So, um Regan is actually, so she's a rescue, um, as I had mentioned, and she, um, does ha- never had any puppies. Like she was too young, like all that kind of good stuff. But what ended up happening is, is when the day that I brought Nicholas home, like we, we did like the normal parenting things. We were like, okay, we're going to like, you walk in then I walk in, he's going to smell this. He, she's going to smell that. Like, you know, to like <laughs> get the dogs used to the baby kind of thing. Uh huh. She immediately took to Nicholas. Like she literally will protect him to the T. She is absolutely afraid of men, like completely. So we don't know if she was abused or what happened before we got her, but she's absolutely afraid of any new men in her life. And um, when you have a baby, people come and visit the baby. So right. <laughs> what ended up happening is that she would sit on the couch with me um, and she would literally shake because what happens is she gets so like upset like being around other men, like she starts shaking. Um, and so she would literally just sit on the couch and just shake while she was watching the baby. She'd just watch the baby. And like, even to this day, like if he's back in his bassinet and like, I'm doing something and I'll be like, okay, I'm coming. Like I have to literally tell her that I'm coming. Otherwise she'll sit right at my feet and just whine until I go and get the baby. She just, I'm pretty sure she thinks she's the mom. I think that dogs are so smart. Yes. One of my daughters is 18 
and she has asthma and some food allergies. Mm-hmm. And anytime she comes back from the hospital after a situation, yeah, the dogs will sleep at her head. And it always makes her feel so much better because she's always she always comes home and she's worried, am I going to stop breathing while I'm sleeping? Right. And those dogs will sit there. It's like they know. They're amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, hands down. Like, Reagan knows, like, everything. Like, she knows exactly where Nicholas is at all the time. I'm actually leaving this weekend. And um, last time I left to go visit my parents, like, this was, like, two, three months ago when I went to go visit them. She literally would sit at the door just waiting for me to come back. Like, she's very in the know-how of, like, my baby's gone. Where did he go? (laughs) It's just so interesting. It is. It's very interesting. My daughter also says that when I go run, that when she's home and she can watch them, that they think that they need to go. And the last time I went out running, they sat outside or sat by the window and cried for half an hour nonstop. And then I come home and all I have to do is pick up their leash and hold their leash in front of them. And they get so excited because they know it's their turn now. But exactly. Silly, silly little creatures. <laughs> so you had yeah. something on, I think on your Facebook, on your business Facebook page about knowing the difference between what you do and how that is different from what your purpose is. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So I have found it. And and like, basically, really, in my own journey, there's like two different sides to like everything, like, you can have a job doing customer support, you know, you could be on the phones all day, like representing a company. But deep down inside, you may have an actual purpose to do something else. And so what I have found in my journey is that every single job, every single thing I've ever done has led me up to that next opportunity in my life. It's like prepared me in some kind of way. But I find that so many people get caught up in what they do in terms of like, well, you know, I I work as a retail specialist at this store. Like, that's what I do. That's my purpose. Like, my purpose in life is to help, you know, people find clothes. And if that's genuinely your purpose, like, if that's what you feel like you are led to do, rock on. Like, we all need stylist help. That is for sure. Like, even for someone in, like, who did it before, like, be like, yeah, like, give me the updated trends. But realistically speaking, like we have to really think about like the long-term journey. And I know sometimes that can get really intimidating as well. We're like, it's really hard, especially for like, as an overachiever, it's really hard for me to vision past five years, honestly, because I'm like, Ooh, 10 years. Like that's a lot of time. Like that's a lot of time to do a lot of things. And I'm like, all right, so we're going to definitely do all of these things. And then I get very overwhelmed and just doesn't work. But realistically, like going back to like the differences, you know, we have what we do, which is like, you can do whatever it is that you need to do to pay your bills, to do the things. But the best thing that you could possibly do, and I feel like where people will feel most fulfilled within their life, is linking what they do every single day to what they're actually passionate about. If you're passionate about, you know, rescuing beagles, you know, like go out and do that, like find a way that you can do that while being able to take care of your bills or whatever that may look like. Like, I feel like people are going to be way more fulfilled when they link those two together Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to every day battle getting out of bed. Like I used to, you know, with like, I have to go and do this job when really all I want to do is this. So that was actually another question that I have for you. So I would love your insight on this. We all have mornings where we just wake up and we just aren't feeling it, whether yep. we don't want to get up and do the, the corporate job or we don't get, want to get up and do whatever business we've started for ourselves, or maybe we have a goal that we want to get up and run or work out every morning. Sometimes we just wake up and we don't feel it. So what is your advice for people for how to get their butt in gear when they just don't feel like it in the morning? Yeah, especially as a mom, I really struggle with that. <laughs> um, you know, and there's always things that are always going on around this. And I, th- I I believe that we have to separate all the chaos around us to really focus on and hyper focus on our goal, right? So realistically speaking, you know, I, I struggle with like wanting to work out all the time. And my best friend, Diana, she's my accountability partner. Like I know I struggle with something. So I found somebody to be like, Hey, Ashley, you didn't work out today. What are you doing? What are you doing right now? Like, 
oh, I'm just sitting here watching. Nope, you're not watching Netflix anymore. Go work out. I'm waiting for your notification on my watch to be done kind of thing. Oh, nice. I love that. there's, There's two parts that I believe have really helped me personally. It's the accountability portion. That is my number one thing. Like I have to have somebody like keep me accountable. Not that I won't do it, but sometimes in those like moments where you're just like, I definitely don't want to do this. Like I just, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Mm Accountability is number one, I think. And then number two, it's um, having your big vision goal and keeping it right in front of you at all times. A lot of times what happens is that we're like, okay, I know I have to do this particular task. You know, like I want to work out every day. You know, that's what I want to do. But you know, like that, that one workout is helping you get to your big goal of losing 20 pounds, fitting in those jeans. Like there's always like that one step that you take is helping you on that like long race of being able to make that one goal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll like make vision boards or I'll just take that time to like, think about like my angle and like why I want it because your why is like your most important part. Well, you know, like I want to lose 20 pounds because X, Y, Z. Well, that's great. And that's why you keep focused on it. That's why you keep going because you want to accomplish, you know, your goal. My girls were cracking up because at one point at the beginning of the year, everybody had some sort of, everybody in our family had some sort of a nutrition related goal. And so I took a little note card and I wrote on it, are you hungry or are you just bored? And then I hung it, I taped it to the inside of the pantry. And the first time everybody saw it, they just died laughing and they're like, you know, you're right. I'm just reaching for this because I feel like eating some food, not because I'm hungry. And then we also, at the end of the year, had a big night. We stayed up till I think 2 a.m. making our vision boards. And we took these great big picture frames, like giant picture frames. And on the the matted portion around where you would usually have your mat, that's where we stuck all the pictures. And then kept the center white and then put the glass back on. And so now we can write on our vision board and use it like a whiteboard. (gasps) That is so awesome. I love that. I thought it was just really fun. I saw it on, I think on Pinterest, but I saw (laughs) it and I said, we have to do this because it's a great way to keep your goals right in front of your face because you'll be writing on that whiteboard every day. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I also have as well, um, I have a, what we, we, I've named it cause I don't know if anyone else who does it. It's a, called a, it's a clarity wallpaper. Okay. Um, so on my desktop, I have like my, it says like 2019 goals and I have like a, my why, my normal statement. So for me personally, mine directly relates to wanting freedom in my life to be able to have, you know, like consistent cash flow to be able to travel and like all that kind of good stuff. And then I have like my goals and like little icons that I've been checking off. So I like replace my wallpaper. So like once I hit an income goal, like I mark it off or if I could self-development's on there. So when I read a book, I mark one off. And so like every morning when I open up my computer, my wallpapers, you know, come up on both my screens. And I was like, here we go. Like, this is what I'm focused on. This is what I'm doing. And then that's the last thing that I see when I'm done working as I close out everything. That is a super tip. You could easily also do that on your phone. Yes. As your, um, what is that, your lock screen or just the different screens on your phones. You could yeah. certainly put that as your picture there too. That's a really cool idea. I like Definitely, that. for sure. Yeah. And um, I originally started on my phone and then I was like, okay, like I need way more room because <laughs> so many different things. I was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, again, overachiever. So I have like way too many categories to put on a phone. <laughs> Very fun. I love all those ideas. It is getting, it seems to me, more and more common for moms to have either side hustles or to be part of a multi-level marketing business or to be leaving their corporate type jobs and starting their own businesses. Mm -hmm. What kinds of tips do you have for women who want to get started in business or who just want, you know, their just dabbling and maybe want to take it up a notch. Definitely. So I would say um, the number one thing that I would start with is a plan. Always start with a plan. I cannot tell you the amount of people that I see. um, I'm really big into Facebooks and like our Facebook groups and connecting and stuff like that. I cannot tell you the amount of people who literally will hop out of their nine to five without a plan. They're like, so I put my two weeks in like what's next. And I'm like, Oh no, please don't like, don't do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> scary. Don't anything to change, like plan it out. And realistically speaking, like the best way that I can, it's different for everybody, but the best way that I can advise in terms of what that would be once you get to the point where your side hustle or what you're trying to accomplish is over the amount of hours that you can dedicate towards it. So if you're like right now, I can get 10 hours a week. Like I'm working two hours, you know, after work today, you know, for five, five days a week, you know, and if you're like, okay, like my capacity is like way too much. Like I'm working now six hours after work or whatever that may be. That's when you know that like, okay, you, you start to actually think about like, okay, so my time versus like what I'm doing versus all the things. Cause there was, there was definitely a period of time um, before I left my corporate job where I was working like both days, like I was working seven days a week, like literally sunrise to sunset because I was trying to leverage both of those things. So that way my business would be able to be the full-time thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would definitely recommend having a plan hands down. The second thing I would definitely recommend, um, is making sure you actually have an ideal client. I originally started with no ideal client. I was like, I can help everybody. And frankly, it's, it doesn't work that way. Um, you don't have to be like super duper specific down to the hair color. Um, some people are like, you need to know their eye color. And I'm like, I have people who have all eye colors. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically speaking, but just have a general idea. So like for me, like I serve creative female entrepreneurs, the age range, you know, varies depending on the service. And like, there's different things like that that go into play. But I know that like creative female entrepreneurs is who I'm looking for. You know, that's what, that's what I mm -hmm. focus on. Um, and then I would say definitely the third thing, um, is make sure you have some kind of landing page. I wish I would have started off, um, collecting email addresses a long time before, mainly because I have, you know, started and created groups. I have had different Facebook pages, different Instagram, like all those kinds of things. If I would have just simply collected their email address, they would have been all in one spot. So I definitely recommend, um, having a plan making sure you know who your ideal client is and making sure you're collecting email addresses because those are definitely going to help you um, create more of a personalized experience and really help you launch your business to the next level. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about email marketing because we all know we all love Facebook and Facebook groups and it's a great way to connect with people and we love Instagram and maybe we love our Pinterest or our YouTube, but <laughs> those are all things we have zero control over and every time somebody at Facebook decides they're going to wave their magic wand and change the algorithm, yep. it really seriously messes up the rhythm for a lot of people who are out there trying to run businesses. And, you know, Facebook is free, so you really can't complain too much unless, you know, right. you're spending dollars on ads. But email marketing is the one place where you have a lot more control over how you're going to reach out to your people. And it's up to you then, I guess, to use good subject lines and develop those relationships so that they will open your emails. But talk a little bit about why you think email marketing is important and then maybe give us a few little hints on for somebody who doesn't have an email list at all, how they would get started. Yeah, definitely. So I would say, um, so first of all, email marketing, I believe is so incredibly important, exactly what, why you mentioned, but also as well too, I personally love email marketing for the content portion. I have found that like social media posts, like, yeah, they get seen sometimes they don't, but they're really kind of just short little snippets. Blog posts are usually, um, especially if you're trying to hit for SEO measures, they're usually a lot lengthier and they're like more professional and things like that. I personally love writing emails because the length of them is more like that mid range. So they're definitely in between social media posts and blog posts, but they're a lot more personalized. And especially as we're going into, you know, like these ongoing new marketing trends, having things that are personalized are converting at a much higher rate than things that are not personalized. So personalizing your emails um, is really incredibly important and email marketing gives you that opportunity to, as opposed to social media. You can't type in, hi, your name, um, or username, or first name, like, it's not gonna populate anything based off of like who's viewing it. So um, I highly recommend uh, making sure that you personalize your emails, for one. 
And I really recommend having some kind of welcome sequence that will trickle them on through. So essentially in the email marketing, um, you always start off with your free offer. Your free offer should definitely be a client pain point. Like at the end of the day, you don't have to give away your whole programming or, you know, your first thing or your whole service, but you should definitely solve an actual pain point where after they're done, like digesting that content, they can be like, wow, like she really helped me with that. Like that's off my plate. I don't have to worry about that. You know, cause a lot of times, like that's why people opt in to freebies or content upgrades. Cause they're like, I need help solving this problem. Can you mm -hmm. please help me? <laughs> So you start off with that and then making sure that like your welcome sequence follows up with, you know, like that first email should be about who you are, what you do. Um, and then like that frequency, like how often you're going to contact them. And that frequency can definitely vary based off of like your expectations, your marketing plan, things like that. Um, usually like for me, it's once a week. Sometimes it's two to three times a week, depending on like what I have going on or what needs to be said or what I want to share with them. Or maybe even what they opted into and what the promise was when you yes. set that expectation. Yes, but it's all about setting those expectations and fulfilling it. Um, one thing I'll also, as an additional thing I'll mention too, is I always recommend doing a value, a value, another value, and then you ask for the sale. So it's kind of like jab, 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 right hook, uh -huh. um, right gravy, but it's like the email marketing version, which is value, 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 and then you do the ask in terms of your offer. You always want to serve more than you ask. Um, and you also want to condition them too. So another item as well that I'll mention is you always want to make sure you ask. Um, you can just ask for a reply. Click this link. You know, things like that. Those are always good. So that way when you get to that ask email, they're already like, they're already clicking before they even know it because they're conditioned to click on things or to reply or to do things in your emails. That is all great advice. I love it. What does success mean to you? I have definitely struggled with this in terms of actually understanding because I feel like we have such a warped um, mindset on like, okay, so success equals money, success equals Lamborghini, success equals Louis Vuitton. You know, like we see like the Instagram highlights of people's lives and we're like, that's what success looks like. But for me personally, like, as I've like grown older um, and I've like matured and all that kind of fun stuff, because that was literally like what I was all into. I was like, I'm going to have this mansion house. I'm going to have like all the things like, yeah, let's do it overachiever. But realistically, like what my life looks like now is my version of success. Like I have just a simple little home out in the middle of nowhere, like literally 20 minutes from town. You know, I have my two dogs, I have my baby and like my husband and all that kind of good stuff. And realistically speaking, it all comes down to the fact that I want to have that freedom to be able to step away and be like, all right, I am currently present for you, Nicholas. Like, what is it that like, and being able to be the mom that I want to be is really incredibly important. So while money is definitely a factor, because I firmly believe that money is an exchange of energy in terms of like, so you're exchanging currency in terms of time. So like I'm giving you money to do these work, this work for me in terms of like you saving me time so I can spend time with my family. Uh huh. Um, but realistically, if I had to like bring all that together in a nutshell, I always talk about freedom and the freedom to be able to really just travel, to spend time. And, um, realistically, like I really would love to speak more, um, and get my book finished because I feel like that's definitely going to have the biggest thing in terms of being able to impact people on a much higher level. Yep. I can relate to all of that, but I think that's interesting because I know for a lot of people, when you say freedom, probably almost everybody would agree that freedom would be a high priority, but I don't think a lot of people are willing to take the risk involved with getting the freedom. Yes. And that's one thing that I, I struggle with mindset wise as well. Um, especially as I've up leveled my business and like moved and scaled, um, because I'm that kind of person where I'm like, okay, like I'm getting all this money for the services. Well, I want to keep that. Like that's for me, you know, cause like I'm in the process of paying off debt and I'm like doing all these things to like improve my life. And I'm like, okay, but I, but I want this, like, I'll stay up until 3am and like work on this. Like, that's okay. Like, I just don't want to give it away kind of thing. But then I'm like, okay, but if I outsource this to this person, like I'm helping pay their bills too. Like I'm helping them out. 
while also being able to serve my clients, while also being able to be present for my family. So like there's three people who win in that kind of situation. Um, and I feel like it's that idea of like, okay, like seeing that bigger picture of like, okay, like he's six months old right now. He's not going to be six months old, six years from now. That's a great perspective. I like the thinking about all the other people that you can help by spending that money that that affects somebody else in addition to being able to free up your time to have more time with your baby. Exactly. Yeah. And it's something I really struggled with, especially um, because I really struggled with like a scarcity mindset. Um, And so I was like, okay, like I got to keep this all myself. Like it won't come around. But then I realized like the more that I release and let go, the more relaxed I am, the more that I'm able to really connect with people and really serve in the capacity that I want to serve. You just keep throwing out keywords that are related to my next question. I was actually going to talk about connection. And I talk a lot about connection, and I think it's so important for everybody, but I think especially women, somehow we get so wrapped up in our careers and with our families and all the other things that we have to do, our, our roles as caretakers, maybe, and yeah. we forget or just don't take the time to connect with our spouses and even our girlfriends. Oh, yeah. What do you think about connection and how do you take time or find the time to connect with people around you? Yeah, so um, this has been a real struggle, especially since I moved out in the middle of nowhere. So uh-huh. I live in um, a rural town um, in Ohio. And so for me, it was really difficult because I was moving to a completely different area. I was a new mom and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know what to do. And I, funny story, um, I actually ended up connecting with a girl on a Facebook live, um, in a random group. So I was in a random group. I had commented on someone's video and, um, in this girl's live video, she was talking about like, Hey, list where you're from. And I was like, I'm from Ohio. And like, there's other people who are like, I'm from Ohio and like, whatever. But this one girl was like, I'm from Chillicothe, Ohio. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, really? Like, no way. I was like, can I message you? Like, not trying to be a creep, but like, I need friends. <laughs> like, real life friends. Like, you know, not just like my internet, you know. And she's like, yeah. And so um, it was it was so perfect timing. She, I was literally in the process of putting together a group in our area when you reached out to me and told me you couldn't find anything. Cause I had like went on Facebook. I was like Googling like mom groups, support groups, like all that. And there was nothing in my area. And she's like, I'm thinking about starting one. And I was like, perfect. Sounds great. Where do, where do I need to be? Cause I will be there. So it's, it's really difficult, but I always just try to schedule it in and just make time for it and be intentional. There's so many times that I, especially as a workaholic, I'm like, okay, no, like I'm just going to get all this stuff done. Like it'll be fine. It's all good. Um, but I can definitely say that there's been times where that's like definitely negatively affected like me because my cup is definitely not ever getting filled. Um, and then as well too, like, you know, my spouse and my husband and my baby are just like, Hey mom, like, where'd you go? Like, come hang out with us kind of thing. Um, and I think realistically at the day, you just have to be very intentional. Like you just have to schedule it in and make it non-negotiable. Um, because if you don't, like it's never going to happen. I feel like I go for long spurts where I just oh, I'm doing this work. I'm getting stuff done. I'm in, in my zone. And then all of a sudden I wake up one morning and go, oh my gosh, I haven't seen any real people in weeks. I need to make appointments with my friends. And then I go and I schedule a whole bunch of appointments to go out for coffee and for lunch and hey, let's go to a show. And then I kind of like go overboard the other way. But yep. I always at least catch myself and realize, oh my gosh, I haven't seen any real people in a while. But yep. I think that's really important to- Definitely to take time just to get away and not be mom and, you know, just to be a person talking to a friend. Yeah. I have a uh, branding shoot coming up this weekend and I was talking to my friend uh, Diana again about it. I was like, I don't know what to wear. Like I literally have like t-shirts and leggings. Like that's literally what I wear as a mom. She's like, okay, so what would non-mom Ashley wear? And I'm like, well, actually, now mom actually where would be wearing dog hair because that would be dog Ashley mom. And like, I was just like joking on down the line and she really got me thinking. I was like, okay, so who am I actually outside of being a mom, outside of being a dog mom, outside of being a wife? Like, who is it that I'm actually showing up to try to be? And that, that definitely got my wheels turning. Oh, that's an interesting question. 
Yeah, I like that. So did you come up with anything that you're willing to share? Yeah. So um, I for my outfit, I ended up coming up with a black t-shirt and jeans. But <laughs> but I came to find out that realistically speaking, like who I wanted to be is I really wanted to still be passionate. Like I feel like that's definitely something within me that I always want to excel and be is I really want to be passionate um, about sharing my message in terms of, you know, like at the end of the day, like I firmly like wholeheartedly believe that people should stop living their lives as if other people get to tell them what they can have in life in general, because oftentimes, you know, we get stuck in the you know mindset of like, well, you know, my mom said, or, you know, my aunt said, or whatever that like, this is what my life should look like when realistically speaking, you can build your life out to be whatever it is. So in terms of like who I came up with, who I wanted to be, like I wanted to be fierce and confident and passionate, but also like just excel that confidence in a way that other people like pick up on those vibes and feel confident about themselves too. I love it. So on this podcast, I talk or the tagline really is that we power up your performance and learn to think, feel, live, and perform like a champion. What are two traits that you feel that people with a champion mindset possess? Definitely passion, hands down. Like you have to be passionate about whatever you're doing in life or you're never going to get anywhere. Um, I have definitely done plenty of work in my life where I was definitely not passionate about it at all. And it really showed not only in my work, but also in other areas of my life um, because I just wasn't on fire for life, like whatsoever. So I feel like being passionate, number one, you have to be passionate. But then along with that passionate flow, like you can be passionate all day long. um, But when you hit those foggy moments, when you hit those bumps in the road, you have to have the perseverance to keep going. There has been so many times in my journey where I literally like have ran with my passion into a brick wall and I've like stepped back and I'm like, okay, like how are we going to get to this brick wall? And that's my perseverance, like basically going over top of that and being like, all right, so what's that next step? and game planning off of that. So definitely passion and definitely perseverance. Both great, great characteristics, traits to have. So I want to kind of wrap up by going back to the email marketing and landing page discussion. Tell us a little bit about what you offer for somebody who is clueless, like just doesn't know, they just know they need something, but they don't know. What resources do you have that could educate them so that they can even begin to figure out what they want? And then if then also talk about how they could work with you and what services you offer for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, So any newbie that comes my way, I always uh, provide them with my easy email marketing guide. Basically within this guide, it gives you everything you could possibly know in a very condensed, uh, very actionable version of like, here's how you get started with email marketing. And it starts with the foundation. So you start off with like, you know, that conversation and it's really to get your wheels turning um, in terms of like, okay, so who's my ideal client? Like, who am I trying to serve? And it takes you down the journey all the way up into the point where you can launch. So, um, I provide the entire thing for free, um, in terms of it's on my website that you can just go ahead, opt into and download. Um, but it literally gives you the whole shebang in terms of being able to know where to start. Cause that's usually like, where, where am I struggling at? Well, like realistically speaking, it's just sometimes that tech or not understanding the full picture. I literally give you the full picture. Um, and so, um, if you're finding that you're just like, oh my gosh, like this is still way too overwhelming. Like I literally just want this done. Um, I do offer a package where I will go ahead and get that all set up for you. Um, while also too, I do offer monthly maintenance as well. If you, that's something where you're like, okay, I literally don't want to even think about this. Like just get this off my plate. Um, so I do offer those services as well. Perfect. And I know some people sometimes get confused about how to access my show notes. I will put the links to that in my show notes, but what is your website address for somebody who just wants to go there right away and not dig into the show notes? Yeah, definitely. So it's my name, Ashley. So A-S-H-L-E-Y, the letter K, and then DeLuca, D-E-L-U-C-A.com. Perfect. So is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't remember to ask you? 
Um, let's see here. I, I guess the only final thing that I will say, um, and just kind of like looping, like everything back together, um, everything that I've ever done in life, I think comes directly back down to just having that passion and that perseverance and really understanding like that next step. So don't ever be afraid if you don't necessarily know what that next step is for you. Just keep working towards that immediate next goal because obviously as you keep accomplishing those goals, you're going to build that momentum and you're just going to keep going. Um, so definitely just keep going by all means because like if you stop, like you're going to stop and you're going to stay stuck. Don't ever stay stuck. Just keep going. No matter no matter how much you're crying, no matter how much you gives you anxiety, no matter like any of those things because I have literally had, I feel like the whole shebang thrown on me. Um and you just got to keep going because it's just going to make you a better person in the long run. That reminds me of something you said earlier when you were talking about, oh, I just drew a blank. But anyway, it reminded me of one of my least favorite interview questions ever when it's the, tell me where you see yourself in five years. Tell me where you yeah. see yourself in 10 years. And I've always thought that's the most ridiculous question because how do I know the world is changing so rapidly and technology is changing so rapidly? You have no clue where you're going to be in 10 years. You just have to, I think, keep following what you're curious about, keep following your passion and keep trying to learn and grow and see where it takes you. Exactly. Yeah. So let me grab my list here real quick. So I have an actual like list. Um, I was reading, um, Girl, Stop Apologizing. Um, it's by Rachel Hollis. It's her brand new book that literally just came out like two days ago before this recording. Um, and in her book, she talks about like kind of overcoming that hurdle of doing like those 10 and five year goals. Because um, as I mentioned earlier, I really, really struggled with that. I was like, as you mentioned, like I have no idea, but I knew who I wanted to become as a person. Not necessarily like I'm going to live in Hawaii or I'm going to do this. But I knew for an example, like I'll read, um, I'll read mine. So I, I wrote down 10. Um, so like, as I was thinking about like who I wanted to become in 10 years and what I wanted to accomplish, these are the things that I wrote down. So I wrote down, um, and they're all in like, I am statements. So the first one is I am a strong woman of faith. Like that's who I saw myself in 10 years. Um, I am a purpose driven, um, and I am full of service to others. So like kind of goes back the line of like, I am very purpose driven and I want to serve others. Like that's where mm -hmm. I saw myself. Um, I am an exceptional wife and mother. I fill my days with freedom and intention. I created a six figure empire. I am stable and debt free. I have the ability to invest into exceptional products. So I always struggle with this because I was like, oh yeah, like this is totally fine. Like I would go away. But like realistically, like when you buy like better quality stuff, it a lot of times it lasts longer. And I was like, true. That's that's what my next level and my like 10 year self is gonna do. Um, you know, I, I travel to all corners of the globe. Um, I'm a best-selling author and I speak to arenas full of women. And I was like, okay, those are the things that like these can definitely change and there's different ways that these could come about. But like, realistically speaking, like I would love to have, like, I would love to be this woman in 10 years. And I feel like that really helped. And like mm -hmm. in a job interview, like I definitely would not have said all that. I've been like, yeah, like, um, yeah, maybe still working here in 10 years. <laughs> right. Because you always feel like that's what they want you to say. And, yeah. but this approach sounds so much better by starting out thinking about who you want to become, because that's something we all have control over. Exactly. And I feel like that really just connects the dots because, mm -hmm. you know, when you're thinking about, especially long-term, like this is doable. Like I fill my days with freedom and intention. Like that starts today. That starts like right now, me doing actionable things to get towards that goal. And so now it doesn't feel so out of control. It doesn't feel like, like, oh, just one day I wake up and now I have, you know, freedom and intention in my days. You know, like I'm actually taking actionable steps towards that. And those are all things, exactly like you said, all things that will get you toward that freedom without having to set those goals that are kind of meaningless and arbitrary. Exactly. Yeah. And these are all statements that like I write down every single day. Um, I write down that like I am so thankful and so um, I'm so yeah, I'm so grateful and so thankful, like some version of that, um, you know, like every day that I am, you know, an exceptional wife, I'm an exceptional mother, like all those kinds of things. And like, I'm like 
starting to like work those into my life as if they already exist. I love that. So one of the things I do with my runners is I have them all keep journals and I don't have any kind of a formal journal. I really just like a three ring binder that you throw some paper in so that you can organize it however your brain works best. But that is one of the things I have my runners do is just think about use the I am statements and review those. And then I also have them after every run, we talk about you know, how did that run go? How did you feel? But I want them to be able to look at the good days that they had so that when they're having a day where they're not really feeling as, as like they're as great of an athlete or they're like, why am I wasting my time training for this marathon? I'm getting so tired. They can flip back through those pages and see how they've grown and what they've accomplished in that time. And it's really, I kind of compare it to, you know, we talk about Instagram being the highlight reel or Facebook being people's highlight reel. I look at what you write in your journal as kind of being your own highlight reel that you can go back on to remind yourself of how awesome you are. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I have a journal um, that I have. And I remember when I was pregnant with Nicholas, like, it was very incredibly important. I was like, I just want a healthy baby boy. Like if I had that, like, Oh, I will be so thankful. And I literally wrote that like every single day while being pregnant. I was like, I am so thankful and so grateful that I have a healthy baby boy. Like that was really incredibly important to me. And there's like other things. I was like, I am so incredibly thankful that like we are living in this house, like, you know, where we're at, like outside of chill coffee. And I'm like, you know, there's different things that like, I was already working on towards like being grateful and so incredibly thankful for before I even had them. Perfect. I think that's a great way to end our interview. Those are great thoughts. Thanks so much for taking time to share all your thoughts on a variety of topics. I really hope that the listeners get a lot out of this. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign Power of Run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.